Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for network marketing girlfriends looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate through building your business alongside the craziness of life. My guests and I keep it super real here for you guys, zero fluff. So welcome to today's episode. All right, everybody. I am so excited today. I'm always excited when I do these things, I swear. Um, I should just like, it's a blanket statement. When I'm starting my podcast, just know I'm excited because I have somebody for you guys today that I'm really you know, grateful for her time because we are, how many hours apart are we? It's like two o'clock in the afternoon here. It's six, six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> We're many hours apart. And I know she got up super early to be able to be here with all of you guys today. And so today I have Becky Garrett um, all the way from Sydney, Australia um, with us today. And I'm really excited to introduce you guys to her um, because she has a story that I think is very important to share um, in her network marketing business. Um, and we're going to get into some of that. Um, so I really am excited to have you here, Becky. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's I so love to be here. I love your accent. Um, <laughs> It's like, it's just one of those things. I just love those accents. Um, so yeah. So Becky is a uh, mom. You have three kids. Is he? And how yeah. old are they? They're young. They are seven, five and three now. Yep. That's busy. Yeah. I remember those days well. And <laughs> so you started your network marketing business when you lived in the UK, correct? I did. Yes. Nearly so- two years ago. Tell us how that all came about. How were you introduced to network marketing? What made you say yes? Like, what were your thoughts and feelings when all of this came up? Sure. I think I was probably one of those um, gems for someone who was running a business because I was actually looking for something. I had recently left a teaching career. So when our third baby was born, I stepped away from a primary school career, which I had loved. But I worked in independent schools and I saw that the people who were really successful and not just in terms of financial wealth, but who had choices in their life, Mm -hmm. they had several income streams. And I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur in some form, but I had no idea sort of how to go about doing that. I'd looked at various options, not, not sort of actively, but I definitely was open to opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was a stay at home mom for a while, but I just felt like the laundry was kind of ruling my life and I really needed something to focus on. I was ambitious. I was savvy. I was smart. I didn't want to put that brain, you know, I wanted to put it to good use. So, and we were also down to a single income and losing yeah. that financial independence. I think when you've been working and you've built up a career for a long time, you know, I'm sure yeah. lots of mum would identify with that. It's yes. kind of mm-hmm. psychologically. So I met a gorgeous new friend and we were, the children were starting school together. She was driving around in this beautiful car. She was <laughs> kind of buzzing with life and vitality. She was pregnant. She was, then when she had her baby, actually her husband spent six months at home. And I saw this amazing lifestyle that my friend had and I knew she had a business, but I didn't know much about it. And we just got to know each other. I went along to a product event and loved what I saw, kind of enjoyed playing with these gorgeous products. And then I went away and I scraped together some money from our very small housekeeping budget to to buy an eyeshadow. And she was off to Barbados on holiday. And I I actually had that kind of the green eyed monster and thought, "Mm, you know, I'm feeling jealous about this, but either... And and then we started talking about the business. So I thought either I can be jealous and watch her have this incredible life or she's giving me an opportunity to do the same. So we sat down, talked about the business. And although I never saw myself doing a a product-based business necessarily, it just ticked all the boxes for what I was asking for. 
I wanted to be a mum first and foremost and be present with the family. Mm-hmm. I wanted something flexible. I didn't want a glass ceiling. And in teaching, I'd very quickly reached that glass ceiling where the only way to get more money was actually to just take on more and more responsibility yeah. in exchange for my time. And there'd been a pay freeze for several years actually as well. So um, yeah, it just answered all of the things that I've been asking for, but wrapped up in a different package. And so I jumped in and as a, as a couple and as a family, we've always been very spontaneous. I come from a background that's not the nine to five. It, it wasn't a normal upbringing. So I was kind of open to doing something different and a lifestyle business just was absolutely ticked every box for me. So I jumped in and got started. That's amazing. And what, what was your husband's like? Was his, was his, you know, view on everything the same as yours? Cause I know sometimes we bring this, we're, we're so excited. We bring these businesses home. We'll say, we're going to do it. And they're like, uh, you're going to do what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was- no, he, he's always been really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, he wanted me to be happy yeah. and I remember him, he was there at my first launch, sort of in the background doing a bit of work and him just saying how proud he was of me. And, um, and you know, it's not necessarily the income. He just knew that I needed something for myself and, and he's trusted me. So I'm really grateful for that because I know it can be, you know, it's taken investment in terms of money and time. And, um, there have been a couple of times when I've done team trainings and things that all things that contribute to the team. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, you're getting paid for that. And it's just switching that mindset yes. that, well, you know, you don't get paid by the hour. It's, <laughs> it's, it's working with time leverage and yeah, yeah just you got to put some time in to make the time back, right. Or to make the money back. And you've touched totally. on a couple of great things there in your journey so mm-hmm. far. And I mean, when you just even talking about all the different things that you saw this business offering you, like, you know, no glass ceiling, you know, freedom and flexibility and all those things. It's like, it just really like this business model, we are so fortunate, you know, to be a part of network marketing because of all the opportunity and things. Cause much like you, I was in corporate and it was a glass ceiling, you know, only three weeks vacation a year, like no control over my time. My, I was at the top of my pay. And it's like, when you look at what network marketing has to offer us, it's like, why, I I don't know why more people don't, you know, jump into this because it really does offer so many amazing things. Um, so you in a box, isn't it? It's amazing. It is, it is. And I mean, yes, it's, it's not always easy as you've learned in your journey, because one of the things we're going to chat about is you started your business and then you moved to a completely new country, which (laughs) I am sure came with loads of challenges. And I can't wait to talk about that. Um, but one of the other things that you mentioned, and I think this is important for our listeners to hear is that the person that was introducing you to your, to the business and to the products, you know, you said she was buzzing with life and vitality. And it's so important for us as network marketers to live in a, like live our lifestyle when, when someone asks you, you know, how's it going? It's amazing. Like life is really good. Like, because people are watching us. Right. And so if we're always like, Oh, it's so hard. I'm so busy. Like, Oh God. You know, like, would you be like dying to jump into a business like that? Right. Totally. It's all in how we like put ourselves out there. Even when things maybe aren't the best, find something to be grateful for and being like, life is good. You know, life is really good. So just a couple things when you were talking there that I thought were important to just highlight. So you jumped into the business and then tell us about this, this trend, this big transition that you had to make. Cause I'm sure there are listeners out there who are, you know, having to go through this or maybe have gone through this, you know, country mm-hmm. change. And how did that tell us about that? I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. 
Well, I guess when I got started, we were literally packing up to move to Australia. And one of the things that I guess I've drawn out of this is my my friend um, spoke to another friend of mine, actually, about a year before about the business. And I said, why didn't you talk to me about it at the time? And I was actually a bit like, oh, she obviously doesn't think I'm cut out to do business. And that was part of my own sort of chatter and self-talk that I didn't see myself as a business person. But actually, the reason was, even though she'd got to a really good point in her business, she was scared to talk to me because we were going to be school mums together. And yet my friend was a cold market prospect, if you like. So she wasn't going to have to see her day to day. So the fear factor was there. But actually, when I got started, I did say, should I wait until I move to Australia? It's it's nuts at the moment. You know, we're literally we've got removal vans coming and it's crazy. But she said, you know, let's get started now. We can work together for six weeks. Yeah. And and so I jumped in. And I guess that's a lesson. If I'd moved here, I don't think I would have got started because I would have got absorbed in life. So I'm really grateful that, it, yes. you know, since she got me going and I was really coachable. I guess I was in an employee mindset. I was used to doing what I was told. So I jumped in and did everything, all the activities I was asked to do. I booked launches you know felt the fear and did it anyway went to an event even though you know the other side of the country I just did everything I was told to do and had lots of fun with it and was really excited and then we moved yeah (laughs) and I didn't know anyone apart from my sister which was interesting yeah, I guess so. Well, and I mean, good, good, you know, for your sponsor to, to say that, you know, to say, Hey, listen, I know you're going, but while you're here, let's do what we can to get you going, get you started and get you learning the systems and all of those things. So definitely yes. a, a tip for everybody who's listening, make sure you don't wait because yeah, life happens things. I mean, I think about that too. And it's like, well, what if I had have said, Oh, well, let's wait until, you know, after this event before I sign in or do something. And like so many things can happen in life that will stop you from doing that so that was well, you had a tiny baby didn't you when you got started I it did. was so I, easy to say no he was four and a half weeks old and I had two other kids so yeah I could have and I started at the end of August so I could have easily had said you know let's wait till the kids are in school and I get them going and then you know and then like you I probably would have talked myself out of it a hundred times you know so you gotta you know strike while the iron's hot kind of thing yes yes <laughs> So I was fortunate because then I promoted to the first level as as we moved, actually, literally as we moved. Um, And then I jumped on that plane and I took my kit with me, um, prepared to meet people. And obviously I had no idea what I was doing, really. I was just total ignorance on fire. Mm-hmm. But I've always been a bit of an academic. So I we arrived and I really got stuck into personal development. I read GoPro. Um, I plugged into all the different audios. And a couple of months after that, I found you, which was amazing. <laughs> videos, just so authentic. And, and at the beginning, I felt like I had to be like someone else. I had to emulate other people. And so it's been great to realize you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I suppose... The main thing with moving, as if even if you made a, a move within your own country, it's just mm-hmm. about making friends. And I have to say, the word prospecting always filled me with this icky feeling. Yeah. I understand we are looking for gold, and I, I, I get yeah. that. But I've just really gone about making friends and yeah. seeing where it's led to, and just being really intentional with um, adding people to my network. So whereas I may have let things slip in the past, I've always been sociable and met people when we're mm. out and about. That's mm. some, that's part of me, which I helps. But I've just been really intentional with adding people to Facebook, getting really comfy with handing them my phone, saying, look, I've loved connecting, let's stay in touch. Um, yes. And then 
and then making some notes as well, actually, just as a practical tip mm-hmm. in my phone. How did I meet them? Where did we meet? A bit about their family, just so yes. I can remember when we keep in touch. Especially because you're meeting new people all the time, being all in a new place, right? So it's keeping track of all of those people. Oh, and as we get older, which by the way, happy birthday. It was Becky's birthday yesterday. Um, <laughs> as we get older, the whole memory thing starts to really let go. <laughs> So I know I can appreciate that tip of putting people in your phone and and keeping track of them for sure. Yeah. So as, yeah, as you said, it can be pretty exhausting as well, just meeting people all the time. And although I love that, sometimes I just wanted to hide, but that's, I've never moved country. So, you know, that's all part of the move anyway, but also it's been such an opportunity to Mm -hmm. really choose the people who I want in my life. Mm -hmm. And obviously through the personal development I've been doing and really thinking about who are those top five people who you want influencing you and the positivity that I want. Oh, yes. That's amazing, amazing. right? Like having that clean slate. It's not like the people that were around were negative or anything like that, but just having that new, fresh, clean slate. Because I know sometimes like, especially for those of us who've been in the business for a long time, or what seems like a long time for me, it's been seven years. It seems like a long time. And I've been in, in London, Ontario for all of my business. There's some days where I just like look at my husband and go like, can we just pack everybody up and just go move to another city or something? So, Cause I want, I'm ready to meet some new fresh people. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I know that there's still hundreds of people, thousands of people in, in the city that I'm in that I can still talk to you. But yeah. sometimes you just kind of want that blank slate, you know, and just go and, and, and have that fresh start to really rebuild a network. But yes. I'm sure, that is not as easy and as glamorous. <laughs> as it so what kind of things yeah. did you do when you were there to get out there and meet new people? Like, how did you, where, where did you start? Well, I think initially I had that fear factor. I suppose it's the scarcity mm-hmm. thing where I felt like every single person I, I met, I would have to somehow bring up my business, talk about my business, have them involved. And I didn't like that feeling. So it, it's just been really organic. I've just, I mean, having kids is a great way to meet people. They're yes. constantly making friends for me. Mummy, can you, can we get together for a play date? And so yeah. the mum and I get chatting and and so it's it's growing through that through doing different activities. Um, I haven't done any specific networking events and things like that. Although there are lots of fabulous things going on and meetup.com. And, but yeah. I honestly, my my head struggles to keep up with the number of people we meet yeah. anyway with the three children and new yeah. school groups and preschools. And so you're finding just lots just going about day to day life and yes. new people. Yeah, um, just joining the gym and that kind of thing. Now let's talk about your team back home. So you moved from the UK to Australia and yet you still, you, you had, did you have some team members, obviously with clients and things, cause you had grown your business while you were there. So how did you find, um, you know, helping and, and taking care of that piece of your business when you were, cause there's a, a big time difference, I guess, between the UK and Australia as well. Right. So yes. what yeah. kind of things did you deal with on that piece of it and what, yeah, let's just touch chat about that. Thank goodness for technology. Yes. <laughs> so lots of exchanging voicemails with WhatsApps and um, yeah. obviously we have our team Facebook pages. So it's great. I've just really connected and yeah. technology can be a back black hole, can't it? Especially social media. You have to be very disciplined, which I'm not always great at. Yeah. Um, but I've just really made the most of that. And also when we, when we moved here, I realized that as well as meeting people, then there was the whole social media piece that I knew nothing about and online marketing and personal branding and attraction marketing. And so this whole new world sort of 
opened up in terms of meeting new people mm-hmm. through that and, and, and building relationships with people I already knew. So I very much kept things going back to the UK. And for the first few months, that, that was totally where my business was. I was getting people signed up to do the, the healthy living program that we have and all sorts of things virtually. <laughs> and yeah, just sort of continuing to build those relationships and build trust. I didn't have a, I didn't have a big team or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more connecting with the wider team because that, to be yeah. honest, that's why I started my business. It wasn't just for the money, although the money was appealing and I could yeah. see the power of that in the long term. It was more for the connection and so that I had an outlet for my sort of my ambition and um, yeah, yeah. connection. Yeah. And it's true. The social media piece that you bring up there, um, you know, one, it's great that we have the tools. Like I started seven years ago, like I said, and even seven years ago, Facebook was still, you know, fairly new. Um, We used to use Skype the odd time, which was still kind of like, you know, archaic. But now, I mean, with Zoom, um, like you said, WhatsApp, I use Voxer for doing voice messaging. You you know, it's really opened up, you know, so much possibility for us in this business to have these global e-commerce businesses that we don't need to be in the same city, you know, in the same town, even in the same country. I mean, time difference. Yeah, you probably had to get up early to be on some calls or stay up late and that kind of stuff. But it's worth it because because, you know, one of the great things about having businesses in different time zones is that when you're sleeping, you know, you've got team that are up and working, right? So you've got a business that ends up running 24 seven. So for those of you guys who are listening, make it a goal to have your business in as many, you know, time zones or countries as you can so that you have things going all the time. Um, yeah. That first time you wake up and yeah. check your website and someone's ordered online and you were asleep. Yeah. I just remember saying to my husband, it works. Like, <laughs> that's so exciting to see the power of that. It's so, that's, that's when it clicks. I remember having that moment too. It was like, you know, we went away for a weekend. We came home and my business had grown by thousands of dollars and I didn't do any of it. And it was like, oh my gosh, like that's when the power of the time leveraging and just what we have in the palm of our hand you know, really clicked in. I know it's, it's such an amazing thing. Um, and the whole social media thing, like this is the cool thing about where we're heading is that, you know, I use, I, I try and, you know, Facebook, I use Instagram. I use, I'm getting more and more onto Instagram. I'm still Snapchat. I'm still lost. My kids use Snapchat. I got to figure that thing out, but I, I'm still (laughs) lost on Snapchat. Yeah. Um, but Instagram, I'm finding it so cool because, um, you can, you know, just by going through and looking at the, the discovery thing, you can connect with people like all over the world. Not only that, but you can advertise yourself and your business and your products with millions of people from, you know, this technology that we hold in our hands. And so it really makes the distance gap thing, not as big of a deal anymore because we can have these zoom calls. We can be talking to people on social media. We can be prospecting, you know, outside from our, from our phones to anywhere in the world, you know? So it's so cool to know that that's where we're going. And Hey, kudos to the pioneers in our industry who built this business with no internet and fax machines and phone calls and all that kind of stuff where they didn't have this technology. So, um, so cool with that. So, um, so one of the things you mentioned, um, was personal development that helped you, 
Um, because I'm sure in that transition of moving and stuff, because you probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, had goals for yourself when you started your business and that you reached one of those goals before you moved and then you move and like life just goes like, no, sorry, you're not doing this right now. Life's too busy. And so how did you, what, what personal development pieces did you, that stood out for you at that time that really helped you stay on track and keep moving towards your goals without you know, losing sight of what it was that you initially signed up for, you know, like how did you use personal development? Totally mindset. So I came across the secret then for the first time. Mm. I read the compound effect, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. The slight edge, yes. just so many of these like core textbooks, if you like. Yep. I just dived into and yeah, it so helped me. And I didn't, I thought I was pretty well personally developed. Yeah. I didn't think I had too many hangups, but then it's like opening a can of worms <laughs> once you start, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> ongoing. Yes. And so I've realized there's so much sort of self-talk and feelings of unworthiness and all sorts of things I'm having to really like tackle head on Mm -hmm. to grow my skills and to grow myself so that I can then help other people. Yes. And we've just got everything at our fingertips though. It's so brilliant. The quality of the training that we get in this profession is outstanding. It is like this network marketing, I always say is a personal development business that for a lot of us have a product or a service attached to it. But you know, like in my corporate days, and I'm sure it was the same, like I, all the books that you, I have in my office and all the things that I've read and listened to, I wouldn't have touched one of those back in my corporate days. It was all about how can you get better at what we need you to do to make your performance, you know, so you can do more work. You know what I mean? It's, it was never about mindset or growth or, you know, it was just, it was just not like that at all. Uh, And so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I've enjoyed Simon Sinek, his work on Mm. sort of start with um, the power of why and Mm -hmm. all these sort of leaders eat eat last books, thinking about culture and sort of preparing for impact have been really great as well. Yes. Yeah. And so you've been in Australia for how long now since you've moved? Nearly two years. Two years now. It's gone like that. (laughs) I know, right? Like time just like when I look at my kids and it's like when I started, Ryan was four and a half weeks old. He's going to be eight this year. And I'm like, it's like where the next eight years going to take you, right? Like, yeah, this is the cool thing. Cause you learn through these experience, right? So now when you do your next country move, if that happens in the <laughs> world, who knows, right? Um, you've learned a lot, you know, on this, yeah. this journey and you'll be able to take that and help other people, you know, yeah. as you go through, I always find that these things are, are opportunities to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, so when you, when you got to Australia, how did you stay connected to your personal business? Cause I know a lot of us have, you know, team meetings and things like that, that happen. So your team's in the UK and now you're here by yourself and you've got to go and connect into somebody else's meetings. Like how did that all work out for you? Yeah. So I still stay connected with my own team just by getting up at really inconvenient times and (laughs) always making sure I got a shower before I jumped on a ridiculous call so that you felt like you were awake, never doing yeah. it in your PJs. Cause if you're not in the right frame of mind, then you can't. Absolutely. You know, do um, and then the fabulous thing about this business is there are so many gorgeous people. It attracts these really positive, caring, yeah. lovely people, doesn't it? So I've been really fortunate to also connect in with local teams and sidelines. Nice. And that's been really nice. There are quite a lot of orphans in yes. Sydney. We call yeah. ourselves. Okay. Um, 
they they say it's quite a tough market here culturally there's a bit of a tall poppy syndrome where you know if people are trying to better themselves then the the rest of the crowd will bring them back down a bit like that crab analogy yeah yeah um so sydney apparently can be quite tough um so it's really lovely to connect with like-minded people and so some of the the local leaders have invited us into their team meetings and that's That's been great but you have to put yourself out there you know as with anything people are busy and they're focusing on their own business so you have to give value and serve people and yeah yeah, exactly. And, and so, and that's the thing, if you're listening to this, you know, I, I, we always do our meetings open as well, because I know there are orphan people out there. And I do believe that, you know, what we give is what we get back. Right. So, uh, you know, I know at some point I'll have team members in need of a meeting or a place to learn and, and connect into. And so, you know, it's like somebody helped you and knowing that you, you'll help somebody going forward. Right. So yes. Always, always, um, you know, think about that and, and, and if possible, have those open meetings to help people in this industry because it, it is a tough one, right? It is tough, uh, in, in a tough industry to try and get ahead in when you don't have, you know, somebody there to help support you. And I know one of the things that you mentioned too, and, and this would be something to chat about quick, is your sister who was not open to you even wanting to talk about your business. So tell us a little bit about that. Talking about people not (laughs) open. Yeah. Well, she was the only person I knew when we moved here and she's absolutely gorgeous. And like, she's supportive of the bigger picture. But when I mentioned to her that I was looking at doing this business, she's got a friend who also did it. Someone we went to school with. And she said, I think it's one of those pyramid things. I definitely wouldn't do it. And then when I said I was starting, she said, I will be mortified if you ever talk to any of my friends about it. (laughs) (laughs) And she was the only person I knew here. So, you know, that kind of thing at the beginning, obviously it takes you out and you have a bit of a pity party and really have to get your head in the right frame of mind. And I've got much better at bouncing back, being more resilient yeah you know going down another path and so yeah I guess that's one person and and you you come across that don't you I'm sure you've had messages you know you invite someone to an event you think that you're becoming friends and they say I'm not into those things yeah what thing yeah what do you think I'm into (laughs) yeah exactly you're not into Um, more time more money more freedom yeah Yeah, exactly but you know that there's there's a lot of baggage behind that because there's so many misconceptions and that's where you know as you're doing being an ambassador for the profession and Mm -hmm. for integrity and authenticity and Mm -hmm. um, really raising the profile of this as the opportunity that it is that's all we can do is hope to educate people and there will always be people with a chip on their shoulder or whatever it is and that's fine and not everybody is right for the business yes exactly and that's such a good way to look at it is that you know it, it's it's most of the time when we run into those people and I know it's hard when it's your family because and those the family is the ones that we normally like I find that the family's the toughest right like I know with my family it was the toughest um, not that they didn't believe in the industry but they just weren't into like just, they weren't into it, you know? And it was like, those are the people you depend on when you first start. Um, but, um, that there, it's just comes down to, they just don't understand it and it's yeah. about educating, but it's also about educating when they're, when they're ready to hear it. Cause we can try and, you know, jam it down their throat, go, this is what it is. You need to look at this. Um, but if they're not open to it or ready for it, it's, it's just, they're, you're wasting your energy on that. So it's yeah. kind of just recognizing that and just moving on for now and, and circling back when, you know, maybe they are at a time when they're more open to hearing about it. And today is she still like, is she supportive of you? Not still not yet. 
She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's yeah. got a few products and Good. Um, yeah, I, I, we just don't, yeah, we don't go there so much. But you don't go on the, on the business. That's okay. And that's okay, right? <laughs> like that's, that's, exactly. that's the thing. It's not for everybody, but it definitely, yeah. um, it definitely could be. Um, yes. But yeah, so yes. this is amazing. So any final tips and advice that you have for our listeners on, you know, your journey in this business and um, yeah, just anything you want to round this out with? Because I know you've been through a lot and you're it's two years like it seems like a long time but really it's still so new right so yeah um sure. yeah any last minute things that you want to share oh so much that I've learned I think just reframing challenges because there have been lots of challenges with moving and obviously with anyone starting a business but reframing those as opportunities mm. and the, uh, but things that you have to go through as well you can't kind of avoid everything and skirt around the edges you have to deal with things head on and and you grow into a bigger and better person as a result of that um and also gratitude and trading kind of expectations for appreciation I know Tony Robbins is so big on that and that's been really powerful and it's changed like my relationship with my husband and you know it it, the the knock-on effect of that and if you let it then it will totally change your life and Mm -hmm. I just think that's it's so powerful in so many ways oh yeah absolutely I mean and that's the thing when we when we personally develop through this business it's not just for the business it's for our life like our kids are benefiting from what we do in this business our husbands like everything changes and um, I think that's the beautiful thing and you know your kids even though they were young when when you went through all this transition you know they were able to watch you go through this transition through having this business moving the business and still continue to keep going even when it may may not have been ideal right you know and those are lessons that we get to pass down even though it's not that something that we sit and talk about at the dinner table they still Mm -hmm. see it and they still are watching you continue on even when things get tough right so and we want to be such a great role model don't we so yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? This has been so much fun. I so appreciate you taking the time super early in the morning and like how awesome is technology? You're in Sydney. I'm in London, Ontario. It's snowing here. I think you guys are still in summer and yet we were still able to get together and have this chat. And oh, it's amazing. Um, I know the listeners are uh, appreciating the girlfriends who are listening are appreciating these tips and advice. Um, cause I know a lot of them are probably going through some transitions like this, um, as well. So this is very, very helpful. So thank you so much. Now, if they want to find you just to, you know, check you out, where, where should they go in and find you online? Where can, uh, where can they follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, both of those Becky Garrett and I'm Becky Garrett CEO mom on Facebook and would love to connect. And oh, yeah. that's amazing. It's amazing that you got that CEO mom tagline thing. Cause that's probably a hard yeah. one to get. Sometimes those things are hard to get. Um, that's amazing. So thank you so, so much, Becky. What a joy. And, um, I can't wait to share you with, with all the listeners and, um, yeah, what a fantastic uh, chat we had. So thank you again. Amazing. Thank you. This episode of Keeping It Real with Shannon Recker was brought to you by my online course, Going All In. Self-paced course for network marketing girlfriends ready to get some results. With 10 video modules outlining everything I've learned about what it takes to get to the top. Go all in with your business at shanarecker.com. Love this episode of Keeping It Real? Head over to iTunes and subscribe. Leave me a five-star review while you're there. I truly appreciate all your reviews and I feature them on my upcoming podcasts. That's it for now, girlfriends. Until next time, keep on keeping on.